was the last time you played Clue? Like actually played that game? Like, like a year ago. We had to like reread all the. Oh, I was gonna say I had to fully reread the I rules and everything. About a year ago, but before that, it was years. And um, goes in, makes a guess. He's like, I think it's this person with this knife in this room. He's like, it's just you know whatever, because you gotta wait for everyone to give you. Like, everyone's yeah. supposed to give you the information to prove that you're wrong. And he like does it, and no one can give him anything. No. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Top 5 Report, the podcast that, through persistence, will someday successfully hack the Gibson. My name is Drew. I'll be the host for the evening. Along with me, as always, is my brother, Peter. Yo. <laughs> and along with us is Ryan, as usual, giving the thumbs up. And uh, hey, everyone, welcome to 2019. Well, at least when this episode drops, it'll be the first week of 2019. So um, here we are, uh, looking forward to a lot of good movies. Um, yeah, let's. We don't have a lot of news tonight. So, well, we have a long list of news, but there's not a lot to say about the topics we have. Um, so, we're going to get to that in a second. But over uh, the time that we've been away from each other, have you hadn't watched anything? Are you. Um. Through the holidays and stuff, I haven't had a chance to watch a lot. I did watch uh, this new Netflix movie, Bird Box. Have you seen this at all, or no? Heard about? Have you heard of it? You're kind of no. giving me okay. <laughs> That's interesting because I feel like it's trending a lot. Just like on oh, social like, media like when I turned on like Netflix, that. I should have seen it. Pop yeah, up. yeah, exactly. Okay. So it's this movie a chance with, I did. Um, it's this movie where if you go on Netflix, you see a movie with Sandra Bullock and two kids in a boat wearing blindfolds, and it's called Bird Box. And then you read through the, the description, and it's some sort of monster movie where they have to wear blindfolds, and you're like, okay, is this like a quiet place? Um, and that's kind of oh, the biggest... yes, I did hear about this. Yeah, and that's like the biggest criticism, yes. is everybody's just saying, oh, just watch Quiet Place instead. It's basically the same thing. So I actually watched it uh, last night, I think. And I can, I'm here to say it's not the same as Quiet Place. It's actually a much different movie, but uh, it, was, it was pretty interesting overall. It's, uh, it's hard to really go into it without spoiling anything, but uh, there's a really good cast. Like, it's not just Sandra Bullock. There's uh, John Malkovich is in there. Um, Machine Gun Kelly is in there, which was really random. Uh, a couple other people that I recognize, but I don't know their name. But uh, overall, it's, like, really suspenseful, and it's just one of those... Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think it's one of those movies that I started watching it, and initially I was like, okay, this is the best Netflix movie I've ever seen. Like, this is the best Netflix original. And as it went, I think it's... I don't know if I rank it that highly anymore, but it's still really good, um, really suspenseful stuff. I can't say too much because I don't want to spoil anything. No, that's so fine. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll it's, have to... Now that I know it's not a quiet place, <laughs> I might, <laughs> right on, I might right check on. it out. Mm -hmm. um, I can see the similarities, but it's definitely a different kind of uh, villain. Sure, right I on. Guess. So, yeah. Right on. Um, well, I didn't do anything else before I... No, that's all. Okay. I, uh, I, during the, for the holidays, I did try and do some catching up on, like, make sure I was caught up and stuff for the DC crossover on the CW. Okay. Uh, so with that being said, I didn't get a lot of chance to watch stuff because when you hit the holiday season, everyone's getting, like, there's so much stuff going on with seeing family and traveling and everything that you really only have time to watch, like, whatever Christmas movie happens to be on mm -hmm. um, or an episode of Friends or something like that in passing. Uh, I did, however, start getting caught up on Titans. Okay, Because nice. I fell a little behind, so I wanted to knock that out. My plan is, when we turn off the mics tonight, to finish Titans. Okay, I have nice. two episodes left, so I'm planning on finishing that. Okay. However, I will say this. I watched two episodes last night, 
um, loved them. But what I thought was interesting was I remember when the show started, I talked about how much I loved the Hawk and Dove episode. The second episode in was Hawk and Dove. I watched the second Hawk and Dove episode last night. Yeah. Oh my, oh, absolutely amazing! Like it was, it was so like, it was so different than the. It's so like I feel like their stories are completely separate from everything going on mm-hmm. because they're not fully engulfed in the main yeah. plot of the story yet. But they're such amazing episodes. Yeah. And I just I want to go hang out with them. Like they're. It's so cool. That's really, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to say too much, because anyone else that's watching is <laughs> not the caught up on that. Yeah. It's amazing. There, there's a... I think they definitely gave Hawk, like, the Dark Knight treatment. Like, this is the real world, like, really gritty uh, origin story for him, but... Uh, oh, they did, but when they... And they covered both origin stories in that second episode. They told you everything oh, yeah. about... Everything you needed to know about how they became, who they are, and... Mm-hmm. And then uh, I, I was just so happy to actually see him in the series again, and uh, actually happy because I knew you were going to watch it, and you, you know, oh really liked those characters. Um, and then there's also, like, a little thread in that episode that they keep showing you, and it's kind of... Uh, it's bringing you back to the main group, and I don't yeah, know if you know, and, and that's probably like a big mystery for you, like what's going on right now. Well, there's that, but trying then, to find out. Here, so that so that story thread that kind of lingers through the episode that yeah. kind of makes you go, oh, that they're gonna bring back to the other group. Aside from me not knowing what's going on and me going, man, I can't wait to find out what that is. It just means I'm gonna get more Hawk and Dove. Yeah. Um, and I know that I blew up Minka Kelly as an actress that first episode, but holy cow, like this shit. She's so she's fantastic, mm-hmm. and like she's probably they're all all the characters on that show are quality actors, but I feel like her performance is like groundbreaking. Um, like I've liked her before, but I feel mm-hmm. like th- like this is just beyond anything that we've seen before. Yeah. So, and I think those two characters are really uh, they're real they're definitely flawed characters, but they're still like really likable. Like Hawk, for example, is such like a flawed kind of conflicted guy but you still like really are rooting for him and stuff and that show just does a great job of that so right well uh yeah so i plan on finishing that tonight after we get done recording sounds great we'll see how that goes yeah um do you want to talk about the big one sure all right so we're gonna i'm gonna issue the spoiler warning right now um because uh between last episode and now uh we we both went and saw Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, so I'm dropping the spoiler warning right now because I have tons to say about this movie. I don't want to take up too much time on it, but right. I have so much praise to blow the direction of this movie. Awesome. <laughs> um, so first off, what do you think? Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, I think it was visually spectacular. I think it has, it has such an in-depth world that they created in this that... At parts, I felt like I was watching um, like a Star Wars movie or a Lord of the Rings movie with how much they put into like just creating this underwater kingdom with Atlantis and all the other uh, factions and cities and stuff that incorpor- that are incorporated with that. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have much to critique about the movie. I loved it. Overall, okay, so. same here. I absolutely loved it. I wanted to, as soon as the movie ended, I wanted to walk out into the lobby of the theater, <laughs> use the bathroom, and walk right back into the theater. The The opening of the movie is very... There's not a lot to... Like, most of the stuff we could say about the beginning of the movie is standard comic book movie stuff. There's not a lot of spoilers, yeah. right? Uh, but the moment that they go underwater... Holy 
cow. And I'm not talking underwater, the submarine thing at the beginning. I'm not talking about that when I say underwater. I'm talking about when you go into like Atlantis and all the stuff yeah. down there. Holy crap was I like I was strapped in edge of my seat here we go this is gonna be a ride literally this is a movie I've never seen before yeah exactly that's what uh, I keep thinking because I know it's the movie's doing so well um, especially like in China and just internationally it's doing really well but I keep thinking like I mean well I read I read that the Chinese box office yeah outsold the worldwide box office for Captain America Civil War Okay. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, I know that it's is, doing that super that well. Didn't, that was a week before it released yeah. in, in the U.S. That is insane for box office dollars. It's actually, I also heard, I've been kind of like looking up, I didn't know that's just statistic, but I do know that by like the end of this week, it's actually already set to out gross Justice League, like totally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like yeah. crazy. But um, what you're saying, like this is something you've never seen before, and I feel like that's just bringing people to the theaters. Like this is something... I can say the same thing. Like, I've literally never seen some of these things on screen before, and it's just like... Well, and they... So, Aquaman tends to be... it. Aquaman has always been kind of like a joke in the comic book industry mm-hmm. because he's he lives underwater, he talks to fish, rides a giant seahorse, his villain looks goofy. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's all these, like, weird things about him. And the director basically said, well, if we're going to do this, we're going all out. Yeah. So they're dri- they're riding giant seahorses and sharks, and the villain looks goofy, but they owned it, and so the villain oh, yeah. doesn't look goofy. <laughs> yeah. You know, when so when, again, spoilers, uh, you've been warned. So when you meet Black Manta for the first time, he's not Black Manta. Mm-hmm. But then later when he gets the Atlantean tech and builds his suit, and they show you how and why and everything as to why his suit looks and is the way it is, you're just like, wow, Black Manta's way cooler than <laughs> right. I always thought he was. Like, yeah. You know, because I always thought he was kind of like a chump character. I never really <laughs> gave too much thoughts about him. And I'm yeah. like, Black Manta's amazing. <laughs> so, um, and then I loved Ocean Master. I love, but yeah, you're right. There's a lot of Lord of the Rings parallels. Yeah. With the factions, under the underwater factions, and like the different kingdoms underwater. And it's yeah. just, and just like the level of design that goes into all these different kinds of armors people are wearing, all these vehicles they're riding, like the creatures underwater they, and they stuff. They created There's a so legitimate much. universe un- just underwater, mm-hmm. and it was, yeah, just astounding. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, Jason Momoa was fantastic, and I, I... Look, I'd be shocked if we didn't get an Aquaman sequel, so I hope... <laughs> one, I hope we get an Aquaman yeah. sequel, and I hope we continue to see Jason Momoa, but he seems so, like, this is the greatest thing that ever happened to him, mm-hmm. so he's probably in it for the long haul. Uh, Amber Heard as Mira. I've always liked Mira as a character, but if I had any hesitation about Mira, Amber Heard really sold it. Yeah. Like, I was, like, all about... And I just wanted more of her throughout the whole... Like, anytime she wasn't on screen, I wanted her on screen. Yeah. So... And I like how it was actually, like, kind of a big team-up movie between her and Aquaman. Like, almost every scene, like, they're there together. So it's definitely not just, like, this solo... Right. Aquaman Force, like they had the two to um, bounce, each, bounce off each other dialogue-wise. Uh, and... A while ago, I don't know what episode it was, but I had <laughs> mentioned that I, based off of the full, like, because they released a full, I think it was probably when they first released the uh, full trailer for Aquaman. Yeah. I had said that based on the images in the trailer, it looks like they're following the Throne of Atlantis storyline. And aside from a couple things, for the most part, it followed the Throne right. of Atlantis storyline. 
there's one missed opportunity, in my opinion, that I wish they would have had in there, and that's in the Throne of Atlantis storyline, Aquaman has that moment where he says, I am your king. And I really wish they would have had that, because I th- of all the actors that could be playing Aquaman, Jason Momoa would have sold that so yeah. well. Um, they didn't... When you see the movie... Yeah, there probably maybe wasn't a good space for yeah. it, but I really wish that would have been in there. I think um, part of that, too, is with... Because that was... Uh, so, I mean, in terms of artwork in the comic, that was such a cool splash page as right. it is. So... I think part of it also is, like, with Ocean Master being such, like, a uh, pompous and corrupt ruler, I think they just wanted to play up Aquaman as the opposite of, of that, and... He was such, like, a humble character, and just, like, if at the ending he stood up and was like, I'm your king now, you know, like, it might not have that same Right, and, that's, and I thought the same thing. Yeah. Um, I was waiting for the line, though. I was like, he didn't say it. Come on. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to see that splash page. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, any, like, the my other thoughts on the movie is just... Uh, Cinematography-wise, like, I thought it was just amazingly done. Um, it was gorgeous. The, yeah. Absolutely. Just on the foot, and when we say cinematography, um, when you see like when you go and watch the Oscars and they have the award for best cinematography, they're talking about the photography of exactly the yeah. film. So, so like, like cinema the, just means it's moving picture. Yeah, exactly. Um, so just the different angles, the dramatic angles, the different kinds of shots. Yeah, you're basically as a photograph and as a still image the foot the photography of the film. Mm-hmm. Like it's but it was so beautiful yeah. the whole movie. Like all of it was beautiful. So Exactly. Um and then the other thing is just I think all the action scenes were just so well done. Oh my um, god, even the underwater fight scenes. You're just mm-hmm. like you, it, it's the how do you how are you going to sell it? Yeah. You know. And then so, like, at the beginning of the movie, there's kind of a short origin that kind of tells the story of Aquaman's parents. Yeah. And then that's kind of interrupted by this crazy fight action sequence. And the way even that was filmed, like, it just had this really cool, like, it was kind of the swimming, swimming, uh, swinging a camera just sweeping through this house while all these uh, Atlantean soldiers were attacking um, Aquaman's mom. And the way it's shot is just so cool how it's just, like, it's like one fluid shot showing this massive fight scene all right. at once. And it's like, from there, it's just like strap on, strap in, get ready for a ride. And from there, it's just, it's just like a ride all the way through. Stuff. Yeah. Um, I saw somebody online criticize the movie and they said, uh, it's, it was something like the plot in Aquaman only gets moved forward from random explosions 10 minutes. Every, like, every 10 minutes, there's a random explosion. So, like, I looked at it, though, and I actually don't think that's a bad thing. <laughs> because they're like, you can reveal something in a really mundane, boring way. Or you can, like, slap people in the face with, like, an awesome reveal. And I kind of <laughs> took it as, like, yeah, right. this movie's over the top and action-packed, and I love it. For well, that, it's, you know? it's kind of like when you go back to The Dark Knight. <laughs> And people complained about Christian Bale's Batman voice. Right. Okay, maybe it wasn't the best Batman voice, but if you're complaining about it, you're looking for something to complain about because you want to be the one guy who didn't like the movie. Mm-hmm. And just because you didn't... Not liking stuff doesn't make you cool, hipsters, yeah. if you can hear, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I loved the movie. It's great. I can't wait to get it at home so I can watch it a thousand more times. For sure. So, and that's like, I think when I first saw it, I didn't even realize how much I liked it, but I keep just going back to the movie in my head, and I keep thinking about it and how cool it was. And well, okay, so uh, sorry to 
So, so, so I, th- I think what I'm saying is like when I first saw it, I didn't even realize how much I liked it, and like oh, it sure. just as oh I will each day I realize I like it. I was more sitting, more. I was <laughs> probably twenty, maybe thirty minutes into it in the theater, going, "This movie's amazing. There's nothing in this movie <laughs> that's gonna make me not like it." Yeah, you know. Um, the one of the few things I don't know if I liked is I felt like there was a couple scenes that were a little more. Uh, like corny or like lovey-dovey or something like that about like certain scenes of the movie but going back to it and thinking of it like it's almost more of a fantasy movie than a superhero movie so like oh yeah i kind of think like if this scene was in lord of the rings for example what i think it's like as cheesy as like comparing it to man of steel the avengers like insert superhero right. movie here um so yeah i mean i think it's i'm kind of just on the fence with that's that not a bad way that's not a bad way of looking at it mm-hmm. so for sure. Um, all right. Well, is it, do you have anything else on? I mean, in? I could probably keep going. Forever, we could. How about yeah. this? We could keep going, but the beauty about this is, at one point, we may want to really dive in and discuss Aquaman yeah. heavier after we've seen it like a couple more times. <laughs> for so sure. why don't we put a pin in it for now? Mm-hmm. Um, or it might make our end of the year list too. It, one of our it very well could know. make yeah. our end of the year list. So as of right now, spoiler warning lifted. We're going to stop talking Aquaman. <laughs> uh, let's talk some news. Um, all right, so there's a handful of trailers we need to talk about. I'm going to hit yeah. the non-trailer stuff first. Okay. Um, so real fast, Disney and Fox, the Disney buying Fox deal is on the brink of closing. It's like supposed to close like mid-January as rumor okay. has cool. it. And when I say close, that means the deal's finally done and they can finally start talking about X-Men integration or what they're doing with the Disney app in terms of the Fox properties coming over, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. The one thing I thought was interesting was the Alien franchise will now be... Because it's a Fox-owned property, it'll now be owned by Disney. Okay. Now, I'm a huge Alien fan. Like, that was it's one of my all-time favorite franchises. There is supposed to be a sequel to Alien, Covenant. Like, so they did the original Alien films, and then, they're going, and then Ridley Scott is going back. He did Prometheus, Alien, Covenant, and there's supposed to be a third one. Okay. It's been put on hold as of right now. Ridley Scott is still attached... But I think the hold, from what I was reading, it sounds like the hold is because of the Disney-Fox merger. Okay. But they have said that they want to expand the franchise. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Right. They could mean more movies. It could mean television. It could mean... I didn't even think of television. It could be video games. Okay. Yeah. Either way... all three. Either way... All of that sounds fantastic. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Um, I'm just a big Alien fan, so when I read that, I was like, this is cool. Ridley Scott is still attached. Let's see where it goes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. awesome. I, I saw something, like a headline or something like this, or about this the other day, but I think it's just, I didn't read into it, but it's kind of like, it just sounds like it's a vague statement, but it's just good things are set Well, I f- that's what I think it right is, too. I mean, let's, let's be vague, but let them know that it's not a forgotten property. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm just excited. So let's mm-hmm. get some more. Let's get some more alien stuff. You know. Yeah, and I, I do kind of hope they keep. Uh, they give. They let Ridley Scott have as much uh, creative control as like he has been having with the last two movies. Because I'm just really curious where he's going with the whole thing. Right. So, right. All right. So next we have Titans on Netflix. Now Titans is a DC Universe streaming app property. Yeah. Um, I had mentioned a few episodes back that Titans was supposed to be on Netflix internationally, but I, so like any country that doesn't have Netflix or sorry, that doesn't have the DC app is supposed to get Titans on Netflix per some contract that they worked out. I saw a post yesterday 
that said that January 11th, Titans will be on Netflix internationally. But here's the what's weird. I don't have the exact wording in front of me, but the wording of the post made it sound like it wasn't just other countries. It was everybody. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what to make of that. So if you don't have the DC streaming app, there's a chance you're probably going to get a chance to watch it on Netflix, which I think would be cool because everybody should watch the show because it's great. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted – this is really like an update story. Like, <laughs> hey, there's a, there was a weird post. It, sound, it was vague, but it sounded like it might just be more than foreign countries. It might be like everybody might get it okay. on Netflix. Yeah. So I mean, it's, I'm not sure which way they're going to go. I mean, it's one thing like I want more people to watch the show because it is great. And then there's Well, always, it got renewed for a season two. Mm-hmm. So, and there's always that bittersweet uh, aspect of it. Like, if it's going to Netflix, why haven't I been paying for the DC Universe app sort of thing? <laughs> right, but, exactly. Um, I mean, yeah, I like well, the show a lot. Well, there's that, so. but you, you know you were going to get the DC app regardless. So. For sure. <laughs> I think it's good to hear, and I love the show, so the more people that get to see it, right. the better. And there's so. a chance that Titans might be the one show that goes on to Netflix, mm-hmm. where the other DC Universe app shows don't. Mm-hmm. And then that's the linchpin, someone going, oh, this was really good, what else do they have? And then that brings people in. That might be that might be what's happening. I don't know. Yeah, that's All I a can good do, point. That, that's straight speculation. But, yeah. Um, but that was the one show that they lined up that I was really excited about, aside from like the Harley Quinn show and that kind of thing. So, um, All right, so let's talk about these trailers real quick. Sounds great. Uh, did you watch the <laughs> Men in Black trailer? I did. Um, when did you watch it? Because it's been about a week or so for me, so it might not be as fresh in my memory. <laughs> I watched it like two days ago. Okay. <laughs> um, it looks like Men in Black. Yeah, that's actually my thoughts. Like I said, I was like, it looks like Men in Black. So. <laughs> I didn't... I don't have anything to say about it. It looks yeah. like Men in Black. It looks like they're trying to be a little more action than the original Men in Blacks. Um, Liam Neeson's in it. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Thor's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think uh, it is kind of weird that it seems to be a direct sequel to the other ones because uh, I don't know the actress's name. but um, I really appreciate that, by the yeah. way. There's, there's one of the... Uh, one of the men in black is this famous actress who appeared in this new trailer, too. Yeah, she was in Thor Ragnarok. Was she? Yeah. No, Tessa, not... Tessa Thompson? No, no, not... No. Tessa Thompson is his partner in the movie, right? Yeah. But I'm talking about, like, somebody from Men in Black, like the previous Men in Black movie. Oh. So, then, have you seen... Uh, maybe I missed that. Have you seen Stranger Than Fiction with Will Ferrell? Yes. You know the lady who plays the... Uh, writer in that movie. Yes. So she name. was in this movie, but she was mm. in the other. Men Keep in Black talking. Movie entertain too. the people. While I look this up because that's gonna bother <laughs> me. <laughs> Emma Thompson. Uh, not to be confused with Tessa Thompson. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah Tessa Thompson <laughs> from Thor Ragnarok. Uh, but Emma Thompson, uh, okay. who's also in Love Actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. I just I just was like, what's her name again? And I remember seeing her in the trailer. Yeah. But then um, Rebecca Ferguson from Mission Impossible franchise is also in this okay so nice but yeah i mean it looks it looks all right oh, it looks but like not, all black. right but now i'm excited because i'm scrolling through the cast list a little bit kamal nanjani is in this yeah he's and hilarious if you don't know who kamal nanjani is he uh he is from uh silicon valley on hbo mm-hmm. um and he wrote what was that movie the big sick the big sick yeah, yeah he wrote and he wrote that movie so uh Kamal Nanjani is fantastic <laughs> yeah. um, he he is one of the he is one of my favorite um like comedic actors right now he's mm-hmm. he's fantastic his so. stand up is actually really great too oh I mean, yeah, yeah absolutely 
Sweet. Yeah. All right. So, um, how about the Hellboy trailer? Okay. Um, so, yes, I've seen this. Um, I think it looks pretty good. I think... Um, I think it looks like Hellboy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think... Like, I don't know if I was expecting something different, but I watched the trailer going, well, yeah, that looks like Hellboy. And this was... Uh, do you remember uh, so many episodes back, I said I saw a leaked version of a Hellboy trailer? Yeah. It was the exact same thing. I saw, okay. like, a leaked version of this, and I didn't... I couldn't make out any of the dialogue when I watched it, but it was, you know, shot for shot, exact same thing. And uh, that's what I was thinking, too. Like, it, it looks like Hellboy. Like, it actually doesn't look that much different than the other movies. Like, really No, it almost looks like this stuff. is Hellboy 3. They just have a different actor. Right. You know I, mean, I mean, it's, but it's interesting. You can't really, but aside from some subtle differences, it still looks like Hellboy. So. Yeah. It's interesting how this movie is set in uh, England. So I think it's, like, that's just, like, a set to separate it from the previous movies maybe i don't know because the maybe other ones i think were in america like right the bprd is an american yes bprd agency. stands for bureau of paranormal investigations department Par paranormal research paranormal department. research so, yeah, yeah <laughs> there paranormal you go. research and development yeah, yeah my bad no it's all good but uh yeah i mean it looks cool i think i love the first two movies so much and i think uh I don't know if I'm going to like this one as much, but I still th anticipate enjoying it. Right. Like, well, it looks like Hellboy. That's yeah, you know, and it. I mean, I mean, it looks good. It looks like it looks fun. I'll probably I'll probably <laughs> right watch on, it anyway. Yeah. But yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. So Hellboy. Um, <laughs> how about how about us? Okay, so us. I actually talked a little. I'm gonna, bit I'll about let you us. lead this in because you're the one who made me aware that the trailer was online. So okay, for sure. So. Um, I mentioned Us in our last episode because it was our most anticipated movies for this coming year, and uh, it's just Jordan Peele's like next uh, uh, horror movie that he's doing. If you're unfamiliar with Jordan Peele, he was in Key and Peele, the show, but he also wrote and directed Get Out, which I thought was like a really yeah, awesome Yeah, and it got, it got a Best movie. Picture nomination last mm -hmm. year, so... Yeah. Um, so this movie, uh, the trailer comes out, and uh, I had no idea what this is about, except that it is called Us, and it's a horror movie. And you watch the trailer, and you find out that it's about a family who goes on vacation to, like, this beach house. And while they're on vacation, they get terrorized it's by... A, it's, it's a home invasion. Yeah. Which, and, which I have... Here's the thing. So, we talked about this a little bit <clears throat> in our Halloween episode. I draw the line at home invasions. <laughs> like, like, that really creeps me out. Okay. So I usually don't watch movies that have well, home invasions. Well, the majority of horror movies that well, have home invasions. Well, hold on. That's why I, that's why I laugh about the, the, it. But. The killer, like, you know, Freddy Krueger or Jason, like, yeah. break into the house and whatnot, that is completely different than the people who, like, knock on the door and you answer it and then they, like, try and kill you. Okay, so, like... Do you know uh, what I mean? Like, like funny games like or the funny purge games or, or strangers okay, yeah. or the purge. Right. That is a completely different level of home invasions over, yeah. like, a standard slasher film, okay? Yeah. So, I draw the line at home invasions, but then I watched this trailer, mm -hmm. and I'm going to let you talk about the, like, I guess the twist in the trailer. Right. I can't call it a twist in the movie, so it's not necessarily a spoiler, but I can say that it's a twist in the trailer that made me go, wait a minute, I have to see this movie. Okay, yeah. So, go ahead. Okay, so you're watching this, this uh, trailer, and it's this family on vacation, and in the middle of the night, there's this, there's another family, like, standing in their driveway, and one of the kids tells uh, his parents, his or her parents, I can't remember which kid it was, but tells their parents that there's this family standing in the driveway. 
So then it shows the shot of them standing in the driveway, and it's just like this really ominous, like, family holding hands at the end of the driveway, and it looks really, like, creepy and foreboding. And uh, the father goes out and starts talking to these pe- these random people, like, hey, what's going on? What are we doing? And as he keeps talking to him, he gets more and more aggravated. But the thing is, when watching that scene, I was like, those people look like the exact same people. And it's they're kind of shattered, shadowed in darkness, so yeah. you can't really tell. But then it is revealed that it's literally like doppelgangers like it's identical like, it's versions almost like their each evil version <laughs> yeah of exactly them. and then they're they invade the home and you don't really know what goes on past that besides just they're terrorizing this family right. but it just looks really intriguing and just super well that's the thing kind of... it's the moment when you realize that the people doing the home invading are the exact like like the evil version yeah. of those people Per person, the dad, the mom, the two kids, like, it's the exact version, just the demonic version of them. Yeah. It made me go, ooh, I have to see what this is about. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And knowing, uh, after watching Get Out and seeing how that movie was advertised, and then when you actually see the movie, it ends up being a much deeper well and a much different thing than you even believed at first. I anticipate that with this movie, and I'm just so excited to see what's going to happen. Yeah, no, so. it looks it looks really cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely on board. <laughs> For sure. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about uh, Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Yes. So uh, this is a Go new... Ahead. Lead us into that. Yeah. So, so this is a... Uh, Black Mirror is a series on Netflix. It's an anthology, like, sci-fi series. Very you, similar to... You, uh, Oh, go ahead. Very similar to like a modern version of the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Um. What I would the way I would I would liken any the the only way to describe Black Mirror is if I was describing the Twilight Zone. But I what I need to preface is the fact that where Twilight Zone would always have a science fiction twist with aliens or right, you know, like something like that. This has always got a technology twist. Mm-hmm. Um. So Black Mirror is always meant on how technology is ruining our lives more than anything else, and that's. Um, exactly. And actually, like, a lot of times in Black Mirror, um, it seems almost like it's often take, or I think it almost always takes place in the, in the future, but it's always, like, kind of a believable future. And, like, this is how society might actually... Could end up being, yeah. or possibly already is, and we mm-hmm. just don't see it because we're lost in our own technology world, yeah. and I'm playing with my phone and texting and not paying attention to things <laughs> around me, and... Getting tickets from driving with my phone. And, yeah, anyway. Right on. So there's... there's I could keep going. Yeah. So there's three uh, seasons of the series out right now, and it's... Uh, I've, I haven't watched it all. It's just kind of every once in a while when I'm in the mood, I'm like, all right, I'll watch a couple episodes of Black Mirror, but I always enjoy it. It always brings in really interesting like thoughts into your head when you watch the show. Anyways, uh, people have been waiting, like, when's the fourth season coming out? You know, what's happening next? And uh, today, Netflix dropped a trailer for Black Mirror Bandersnatch, which is a new movie. So it's in the... We're sure it's a movie. uh, I'm 92% sure that it's a movie. I was was confused. It just said... It was just... It made it look like it was an event. So sure, it's a movie. Right. But I wasn't sure if it was going to be like a limited series, like 10 episodes and they're done. Okay. Where where Black Mirror usually is a one-off anthology series episode so you see those characters in the one episode the next episode those yeah. characters are nowhere to be seen because it's something completely new and, and this could be either a movie so it's just its own thing yeah. or it's a couple episodes miniseries kind of right thing. and i think it's i think it's a movie but it is that sort of like individual characters not connected to anything else just right. telling yeah. like this one story um 
the story itself looks kind of cool to me from what I understand. It's, uh, it actually takes place, I think, in the 80s or something, and it's a... Uh, yeah, it looks like late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, and it's about, like, a group of people developing a... or a company de- developing a either a computer or a video game. And uh, one of the developers, I think, is struggling with whether or not he should take his uh, medication because he's basically struggling with the idea of, like... See, there's the technology quiz, the <laughs> twist, but go ahead. Yeah, but he's, like, he's like struggling with the idea of, like, actually wanting to uh, lose his sanity because he believes it will help his process of working on the video game, kind of, like, valuing art over your own sanity sort of thing is right. what I can tell by it right now. I think it looks pretty cool so far. What, the, what are the your thoughts? The trailer looks really cool. Yeah. I honestly didn't... I don't know what to say about it. Right on, yeah. Right, you know, like... More, more than what I said, like, Aside said, from yeah. what you said, like, the trailer just looks cool. It was, like, a really fun sit if you're looking for something that's going to make you think. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be, like, a mindless thing, turn off the brain and watch something. This yeah. is a... This is going to make you think, and it's going to want you to, like... It's going to challenge you to look at these, the social commentaries and the deeper meaning behind things, and... Yeah. Which is exactly what I like to watch anyway. That's, that's my mm-hmm. preferred go-to watch anything. I don't... When I watch things, I don't like to turn my brain off and just unfocus. I need my unwind. So, like, after a long day at work, if I'm going to do something to unwind, yeah. it needs to be in a world that I prefer to be in and then let my brain do its own thing in that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, 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 want, the, I want the movie that makes me think as long as it takes me away from the real world. Okay. So. For sure. Um, also, I can say this Black Mirror Bandersnatch looks cool because I love things... I love, like, the behind-the-scenes video game stuff that you get to see in a movie or something every once in a while. And I love the 80s-ness of it. Now I'm going to hit you with a very crazy rumor that's going around about this movie. Okay. I don't think this has been officially confirmed, but there's a rumor that this movie is going... And I say that with quotation marks, is going to be a choose-your-own-adventure experience. Where when what? you are watching, so while you're watching this, while you're streaming it on Netflix, I don't know if the movie's going to stop or something, but you are going to have the chance to make choices for the characters in the movie. And based on what you choose, the char- the movie will play out differently. Ooh. Well, that'd be like kind of a first of its kind kind of a thing. Exactly. That could be really interesting. I think it sounds that awesome. That could be real interesting. <laughs> I think it sounds awesome. Like as a uh, Netflix being And of a... course, and of course Netflix would be the first to do that. Yeah. But yeah. like as a streaming platform, it is the most genius way to set yourself apart from theaters right. or any other streaming platform no, I know. or especially cable or... especially in a world where netflix <laughs> is paranoid about losing viewers to this disney app that's coming because content's being pulled and yeah. you know that kind of stuff like that's real that sounds really cool yeah and uh i also think just the rewatchability is so smart too like you could watch this once and then watch it again and make different right. choices well and okay then... so did you Finish your finish your thought, oh, yeah. and then I will. Well, I was just thinking, like, once you've watched through all the different choices, then when you end up going to like your parents' house or a relative, you know, like you're gonna go to home and you're gonna be like, "Hey, Dad, you've got to watch this thing," because it's a completely new kind right. of right. And you just let so. him make all the decisions. And <laughs> yeah, see exactly. How it plays but also just to see other people's reactions, and I think it's such a smart way to get the uh, stream numbers up for this right. thing. If this rumor's now, true. I never. There's a video game company called Telltale Games. Yeah. I've never played any of their games, but they did a Walking Dead game. 
They did a Batman one, um, and they did a Game of Thrones one, mm-hmm. where it was basically... It was, you basically watched a movie, and then eventually the game would give you a choice, and you'd make your choice, and then you'd continue to watch the movie. Like it was almost like a, it was almost like that. It was like a streaming video game yeah. where you made a choice every now and then. And like with the Walking Dead video game, your choice could very well mean the life or death of someone. And then as you got into the expansions. Depending on how you made your choice then, that character oh, geez, could or crazy. could not appear yeah. in the expanded parts of the games. I like The idea of that was really cool as a video game because instead of playing, I'm just watching and I make a decision every now and then. Yeah. So for a video game setting, that makes sense. On a movie level, that's really cool because that means they had to shoot. Yeah. You know, you had to have the actors. How many, how many times did the actors have to shoot? Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? So. And that's like, I guess the rumor of it is just that it's a, they've shot like... Six hours, seven hours. I don't know how much they've shot, but that you'll watch it and it'll be like your two-hour movie yeah. experience. You just make choices that make it play out certain ways. Um, randomly, I just thought of uh, another thing is as an actor being in a movie like that, that's got to be so rewarding too because it's like right. you get to act out like every Right, and then you don't avenue. necessarily know the ending, the actual ending of the movie and yeah. you can go home and watch it with your family and friends and you know you might be like oh i loved this scene that i shot but (laughs) oh i didn't actually get to see that scene because they Mm -hmm. chose the wrong path like that sounds really cool Mm -hmm. um just one more thing that supports this whole theory is while you're watching the trailer there's actually a series of uh, words that flash on the screen and it says change your past change your present change your future i did see that. that and so it hasn't been um officially announced whether it is a choose your own adventure film but that kind of leads you to believe that that's that the makes case. me really excited for this. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're excited, the other thing is this movie is coming out tonight on Netflix, so you'll be able to watch it at midnight if you oh. want. So. Well, okay then. I have a few more days left of my vacation, so <laughs> for sure, yeah. So <laughs> I yeah. might not watch it tonight, but um, that's awesome that mm-hmm. um, we're talking about it right now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I just think it's like a really exciting prospect. So yeah, we'll no, see that sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that brings us kind of the end of the news, um, unless you have more on Aquaman, but I feel like we'll talk Aquaman as we go farther and yeah. get to see it on repeat viewing. So, you want to talk the list? Yeah, sounds great. All right, great. Let's talk the list. So, Ryan? And now for the top five. Okay, this was your pick for the list. Uh, you want to bring us in? Yeah, um, I wanted to talk about uh, theatrically released 2D animated films, um, mostly inspired by uh, Into the Spider-Verse and uh, a lot of the 2D characters in that, like Spider-Ham and uh, Penny Parker. Um, but also just I love uh, hand-drawn animation. I love 2D animation. So this is just something I was really excited to talk about. So. Uh, with that being said, there's a lot of movies, just like our Christmas list, like there's a lot of movies that I love that just didn't make my cut. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on the list or if you want to There are just... definitely movies that did not make the cut. Yeah. There are definitely movies I struggled with. I remember when you said, I'm going to throw you a curveball and do something hard. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, done. <laughs> Fair enough. Three movies immediately made my list when you said that. Okay. Even after the research, they stayed on the list. Mm-hmm. Um. 
I had a co- I struggled a little bit to get a couple final ones on there because I was like, man, I don't know which I like better. You know what I mean? And I had to really kind of do some soul searching on that one. But yeah. um, anyway, so I guess it's my turn. I get to go first because of the it was your pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my first honorable mention I'm going to bring up because it, <coughs> I'm I'm it's kind of a cheat. Yes. Um, because there's this thing in the world called hybrid films. Okay. Okay. Where it's partially live action, partially yeah. animation. Uh, one of those hybrid films, one of the most famous hybrid films of all times is Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. Where it's primarily a live action film, but there's all these animated sequences. The an- I'm not talking about Mary Poppins. <laughs> uh, the animated fi- the film that I'm talking about right now is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Right, okay. Um, it is... I mean, it's basically a live action movie, but it blends it it's it blends the genre of animation and live action so well. But it was also in the idea of licensing agreements. It's the first movie that you will see anything of like a Ready Player One caliber licensing agreement. Yeah, with you know uh, Hanna Barbera and Disney and all the companies like kind of putting together now. Um, but I absolutely love Who Framed Roger Rabbit. If you've never seen it, I highly recommend you like run to go find it. Um, I don't even know how you'd get your hands on it anymore. I don't even know if it's streaming anywhere, but I'm sure your library has it. Um, mm. It's one of the best movies, period. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, when I curated my list... By the I way, kind of... it only makes an honorable mention because I didn't think it counted for the list. Right, and that's like... Um, I actually chose not to include movies like this, but Roger Rabbit is like, well, I love... And, the reason uh, I allowed it here is because it's an honorable mention. Yeah. It's not on my actual list, but it's... And there's there's so much animation there's so, yes. in the movie. Like, it's... Yeah, it's, it's awesome. I don't know what to say about it that you haven't, but I love this film. I yeah. think it's great. Everyone so. should see this movie. It's great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So uh, I guess that would lead into my my first pick yeah. then. So my first honorable mention is The Secret of Nim. Yeah, so. this is one of the ones that I struggled with, but okay. go ahead. Fair enough. So I actually have kind of a funny story about this movie. Um, I don't think I might have seen it as a kid, but I don't remember ever seeing it as a kid. Um, the first time I actually watched this movie, I was in college, and uh, it's one of those things where I was talking to uh, one of my roommates That's at the funny. time. That's funny. I was like five. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so so I was talking to one of my roommates at the time, and uh, for some reason this movie came up in the conversation, and I was like, oh, Secret of Nim, I've heard that's really good, but I've never seen it. And my friend's like, you've never seen it? You know, we, we got to watch it. So we, we went to the video store. That was a thing that existed back in the day, kids. There's these things called video, video stores. stores where you'd go to rent videos. You know what? In February, when Captain Marvel releases, yeah. everyone's going to know what a video store is. <laughs> right. The movie takes place in the 90s, and she crash lands in a blockbuster. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, so uh, no, but we actually went to the uh, video store, and we rented a copy of Secret of Nim, and then we went back to our apartment, and we were going to go watch uh, the movie. So what ended up happening is we walked into the apartment. I sat down on the couch where my other roommate was watching a comedy special, like on Comedy Central or whatever. And my friend that I was with who rented the movie with me went to the bathroom or something. So then he comes out of the bathroom, walks into the living room, holding the DVD, and he starts trying to put it in the the DVD player. And uh, my one friend sitting on the couch is like, hey, uh, what are you doing? What movie are you watching? He's like, Oh, I wanted to watch Secret of Nim with Peter or whatever. <laughs> and and uh, my friend just gives him this weird look. He's like, okay, you're sitting here with two grown men. 
who are sitting here trying to watch a comedy special and you're trying to put Secret of Nim in there. And then uh, my friend goes, well, Peter's never seen it before. And then my friend who is against the whole thing has just... His whole demeanor instantly changed where he's like, what? You've never seen that before. Put that stuff in. Um, anyways, I just thought it was a great, it was a really funny I, moment. I absolutely but... love movie moments when that happens. Yeah. When someone's like, no, this is happening right now. I can't believe you've never yeah. seen it. That just doesn't happen as often as it should. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, this movie is just, it's hard to know where to start. It's like this epic fantasy tale that takes place in like, this family's backyard with all the different animals and stuff in it. And it's, uh, I love like, I haven't seen it in years, right? But I remembered loving it. Yeah. I, I love, uh, this movie was directed by Don Bluth. Who's a famous animator. I've always loved his, uh, art style. He's probably most famous for the, uh, Fievel goes West films. Yeah. Um, Secret and the secret of Nim Fievel and the Fievel series. And then Anastasia, are, and then are the movies that everyone wonders why they weren't Disney. Yeah. But if you dig deep into the Disney history, there was a fallout with some of the creators and animators, and some of the guys left Disney to go make something the way they wanted to outside of Disney's yeah. regulations and stuff. And that's where you got those films. Yeah. So um, I think Land Before Time is another one. That Land fits Before Time. Yeah. But um, yeah, and that was, uh, I think, spearheaded by Don Bluth, who uh, he directed this movie. I was researching it a little bit. I, I might have this wrong, but I think I read that he, uh, this is the first movie he's directed. But oh, right um, if you watch it, like, it's just visually, it's awesome. Like, I think the character design in this movie is some of the best I've ever seen when it comes to the. Uh, I don't know their specific names, but there's, like, the great uh, owl or whatever it's called. Like, there's this owl character that's so frightening but so cool-looking when you finally see him in the movie. And then there's uh, this, like, elder rat character named Nicodemus, and he has such a striking design, too, that's really well done. And then also just the background art in this movie is also really cool, super, like, dynamic colors and stuff the whole way through. So I just really enjoyed it. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else I could say. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, you basically covered everything. No, it's that's a really great movie, so. Mm-hmm. Right on. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, um, all right, so my next honorable mention is um, Titan AE. Um, nice. This movie's actually Don Bluth as well. I don't is know it really? That. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I looked that up. Okay, I just, yeah. I, this is a movie I've always liked. This is this is almost a cheat because there's some computer animation in there. And I think I think um, that's okay as long as it's I, primarily... But when I say computer animation, I'm talking this is 95% 2D animation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the villain, like the... I guess you could say the stormtroopers or whatever the villain, like the bad, the main yeah. bad guys, like that you see running around with weapons and stuff. They're the computer animation. Mm-hmm. Um, this, but... So the story of the movie is really cool. It's basically like we can't live on Earth anymore. We're looking for that new home, but that new home was under our nose the whole time. And you know, you find out, you know, the the new Titan planet. You know what I mean? Like Titan after Earth is the AE that they refer that is yeah. the acronym. But uh, when I looked at this movie in terms of animation, it was such flu. Like it's all like real. I mean, yes, it's fantasy and it's in outer space, but. The animation with the characters was very fluid and real. Yeah. In a way that most 2D animation is not. I know what you mean. Like, uh, Does that make sense? The Yeah, like the main human characters are stylized to look uh, 
more like in regular human uh, proportions and stuff. Like they're not really exaggerated. And there's a lot of uh, aliens and stuff. But yeah, most of it is drawn in a more realistic way and uh, just animated in realistic ways. You're not having um, crazy like Looney Tunes yeah, like, and style then, slapstick and then when you take, stuff or anything. And then take that and expound <laughs> on it and you look at the big picture of the animation. When you look at like, yeah. the big sweeping like wide shots where you get to see lots of the environment and stuff like that. Again, it's just all fluid and it mm-hmm. looks great and it like it all makes it all makes sense in terms of scale and yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I actually really love this movie too. Like it's, I think it's really good. Just Again, as I haven't a, watched it in a long time. But. Yeah. It like just as a sci-fi movie, like it's really good. Like I don't, I wouldn't put it toe to toe with like Star Wars or like some of the greats, no. but compared to like some other big sci-fi movies, like I definitely think it can stand toe to toe to that. Um, I also like this movie cause I mean, maybe for some people they miss the movie and this isn't the case, but for me and a lot of people I know, it's kind of like this cool uh, cultural standpoint where, like, I'll talk about, like, different aspects of the movie and just, like, compare them to other movies with people and be like, oh, they could have done this more like Titan AE and people seem to know what I'm talking about. And uh, I also really love, they have this... uh, big ship called uh i think it was called the titan and that was the ship that yeah. contained all the dna to repopulate like the next to Earth. basically rebuild the next yeah Earth. and uh the design of that ship i think is really unique and just there's a lot of like cool design choices in the movie and i think it's an awesome story so yeah yeah awesome pick all right well what's Sweet. your last honorable mention yes my next honorable mention is mulan mulan so this movie, for me, filled kind of a void. I wonder how many Disney movies made our top fives. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I mean, it's hard to not include any, to, to be honest. But Well, yeah, um, I, I noticed that as I was yeah. going, but go ahead. This movie, uh, in my childhood, like, it filled a void because when I was a kid, all I wanted to watch was movies about battles and wars and stuff, and... I honestly wasn't allowed to, you know, as a young boy, like, I wasn't allowed by my parents to watch, like, Saving Private Ryan or Braveheart or, you know, these really epic-looking movies. So then I'd have a movie like Mulan, where at the time was, like, the best war movie I'd ever seen. Disney's Braveheart, if you will. (laughs) For sure. sure. (laughs) But, like, looking back on it, I still think that it's a really, uh, it has some really cool scenes. Like, uh, this one scene that sticks out to me is there's a, uh, battle that takes place on the side of a mount of a mountain and uh mulan kind of uh uh kind of stops a lot of the huns by shooting this like big firecracker looking uh cannon and it causes an avalanche and like the way that scene is shot is just so cinematic and just really epic you know and there's just stuff like that throughout the movie i love but i think it's like a really good uh story in general too um, I know they're doing a live action version too, so we'll see how that goes. If anything, hopefully we get some good battles and martial arts in it. But yeah, yeah, I really liked Mulan. There was some really cool <coughs> with the battles and stuff. I, I mean, outside of the Disney comedy that gets thrown in there, some yeah. of the battle sequences, some of the wide shots mm-hmm. with like the armies sweeping down the mountains and stuff like like it just it, it was just visually stunning. Yeah. So and then I, there's a couple uh, the. So the main villain, I can't remember his name, but he's this, like, the main general of all the Huns. And he his, like, animal sidekick is just this really badass-looking owl that, like, the owl doesn't talk or anything. It's, like, a little bit more realistic. But there's just some really cool shots where they follow the owl, like, sweeping over, like, a landscape. And it's just, like, like you said, it's visually beautiful movie, so. Right. 
Very good. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, should we move on to the sure. actual list? Yep. All right. So I guess that comes to me. Um, so my first pick for the night is a Goofy movie. Okay, nice. Um, in terms of animation, it's nothing special. Mm-hmm. It's regular 2D cartoon animation. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie is amazing <laughs> right. in terms of rewatchability. I can't tell you how many times I've watched and rewatched and rewatched and rewatched this movie. Um, when you got married and then we were introduced, like they were <laughs> introducing the wedding party at the reception, yeah. and I remember like coming walking in, waving my hand with the bridesmaid, and then getting to my point, and I leaned over to the other groomsmen and I was like is this Powerline from Goofy movie <laughs> you know yeah. it was just it's we, my wife and I were really excited about that movie being or that song being the one that we walk into <laughs> right you know? it's just it's a Goofy movie is such a I mean it's such a good movie I'm not a big Goofy fan right but when I when I extrapolate like Goofy from like the main Disney universe and you watch that movie it's so like there's so many great comedic moments in it mm-hmm yeah, it's it's just a great movie. Yeah, I mean, I talked about this movie during our road trips episode, and this is such a it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It literally barely didn't make my list. I had to I double think. check on this as well because I couldn't remember if it actually got a theatrical release. Yeah, <laughs> I had to look it up. But, yeah, but it I mean, got you, one, so. you told me last week that it might not, so I had to look it up too. But uh, the only reason I didn't pick it is just because I kind of just started thinking about like more in terms of innovation and stuff and kind of skewed my list that way but pretty much the rest of my list is like for that. sure yeah. i but and it's one of your favorite ones so i mean right no and that's the thing if, it, if, if, if you're gonna make a category like this and it's gonna make a favorite anyway yeah. it's gonna make you know. and, and now you're making me rethink my list because i'm like i've probably watched it more than movies on my <laughs> list and stuff like well that, but the yeah. next my next pick and we'll get to it um i have only watched a couple times okay so fair enough yeah um but yeah awesome pick yeah what do you got my next one is uh the iron giant so yes i talked about iron giant on our robots episode um this movie's awesome like it's really like this cool heartwarming tale about this boy who finds this if you're looking for a good feel good fry movie oh my god watch the iron giant yeah for sure um but it's also just like the Kind of the aesthetics of the movie are really cool. Like, it has, like, a the way the characters are stylized and kind of the sort of coloring and filters they use in the movie just really makes it feel like it's from the... I think it's, like, the 50s or 40s or something this yeah. movie takes place. But it really has that antiquated feel, with how, feel. Yeah, with how everything looks. But the animation is awesome. Um, this is another one that actually mixes in computer animation because... Um, if I'm I'm I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the Iron Giant is always done with uh, CG animation, and oh, all sure. the other characters yeah. are done with uh, you know the traditional 2D style. But it's done in a way where you don't even think about it. Like yeah, the Iron Giant is 3D animated, and everybody else isn't, but you don't even notice because the way it into. I don't know if I would say 3D so much as I would say shell cell shading right. animation. But I think I think they used it with a I think they used a 3D model to do it at okay. least. It but it integrates so well into the background and into the other characters that you okay. don't notice it at all sort of thing. Um but this movie's also like like you said it's a heartwarming movie. Um it's one of those movies that I couldn't see anybody not liking. Like, I don't know if I've ever met an Iron Giant hater. Like, it's just one of those, you know how there's certain movies where it's just like, how could you not like that? Like, I feel like 
Remember the Titans is kind of like that, or like October Sky, or you know. I don't know movies, anyone but... who doesn't like Iron Giant. Yeah, exactly. So, like I, this is where, and like Ryan didn't shake his head, but I feel like this is the one moment Ryan would have like shook his head real quietly, like he doesn't want to say <laughs> something. Like... <laughs> well, he, he probably. I don't know if he's seen it or not, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's great. It's an awesome pick. I don't know if you have more thoughts on it. No, all, yeah, it's yeah. it's great. And by the way, um, for those people who I've actually heard complain about the Iron Giant moments in Ready Player One. It's not the same thing. Like the Iron Giants in the movie Ready Player One, it is not the Iron Giant from Ready from the movie The Iron Giant. It's a completely separate mm-hmm. it's it's the Iron Giant visually, but if you pay attention to the movie Ready Player One, it's just visually the Iron Giant. <laughs> For sure. Um oh one last thing is like this movie also kind of ticks the box of as being a superhero movie, so if you want to watch an animated superhero movie, because it's definitely got oh, ties yeah. to yeah. comic books and Superman and the Iron Giant literally is a superhero in the movie. So Yeah. Yeah. Alright, well I'm gonna get rid of my next Dis- my last Disney item on the list and that <laughs> is enough. Aladdin. Okay. Um this was again in terms of visuals a lot of the things they did with the genie and some of the magic and stuff like that became really, really cool. Um, in terms of the animation of like uh, the Cave of Wonders, the head of the Cave of Wonders, when you look at um, when Jafar turns into the big snake. Spoilers if you haven't seen <laughs> Aladdin, but if you like when Jafar turns into the big snake, some of the some of the visuals with the animation yeah. were just stunning. But this was really a rewatch and one of my favorite Disney movie kind of yeah for me. Um, so I don't know if you have anything to say about Aladdin. We have I mean, a live action Aladdin coming here. Yeah, soon, what do you what so. do you think of that? Are you excited or I think that I was again the trailer that they'd release, which was like the shortest trailer in existence. I felt like I had seen the movie. Mm-hmm. And then I saw there's a issue of Entertainment Weekly that's about to drop that has the cover of it is the genie, Aladdin and Jasmine, but the lighting is so like pres- like everything looks so pristine on the cover like the lighting's almost bad yeah. to the point where it looks too fake. <laughs> okay. Um yeah. so I don't know what to say about it because Yeah, I, I mean cuz Aladdin should have a, like a certain amount of grittiness. There should be some it, yeah. real world grittiness to Aladdin as a character. Yeah. Um so maybe I maybe when I actually see the magazine and I see some of the images that you know are in that like right up at the article yeah um did did we talk about this like uh how they showed the uh, there's like the entertainment weekly article with the pictures and uh will smith it plays the genie and yeah, he will is smith just plays the genie. regular skin color like he doesn't have blue skin and everybody right. kind of freaked out about that a bit. well i from what i understand there is some animation with will smith where he might actually have the blue skin well he on instagram he said he definitely has it for most of the movie but the Shots that were released was him in human form, he put it, or something like that. Yeah. So I'm yeah. cautiously optimistic. Like, I'm always going to like the animated version better than most I, of these Same movies, here. So. And you, I, you know, Will Smith might do a great job, but there's you are not going to top Robin Williams' yeah. genie in that movie. Oh, for sure. So. I mean, it's one of the best performances like of Robin Williams' career. And I mean that in like the best way possible. Like, if you watch that movie and think about his vocal performance like it's amazing like some of the things he pulled off and the all the impressions right. he did and stuff and i think you don't realize it because you don't see him acting it out but it was so good um from what i hear will smith actually acknowledges it that like he'll never be able to beat that so he's actually trying to take a different take on the whole thing so that'll be interesting to see yeah but, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. Aladdin's really cool. It's I love this movie. It's a great Disney flick. It like this is another one that barely didn't make my list. So right, yeah, all right. <coughs> um, we should have all seen Aladdin, so I don't have too much to say <laughs> on it. So go For ahead. Sure. Um, so this one bar- So my next pick is a Disney movie as well, and this is one that uh, like I wa- like I picked this movie and I wanted to go with Aladdin or Goofy movie, but for some reason I kept being brought back to Beauty and the Beast, and it was like the struggle in my head, and it's like. It's kind of weird because, like, you think of, like, Aladdin as kind of, like, the typical, like, boy's favorite Disney movie growing up. And Beauty and the Beast isn't necessarily that. But I just, something about that movie, Beauty and the Beast, the way it's shot and the way the backgrounds are done and just the whole thing. Like, when I watch Beauty and the Beast, I really feel like I'm transported to another place. Like, when you're in the Beast Mansion, you feel like you're there and the backgrounds are so detailed and so have you seen that... have you seen the blu-ray cleanup like so they had to, so when they really when they released it on blu-ray obviously they have to go and remaster and clean up and make everything look pristine because it's blu-ray and they don't want everyone to see through the okay red. yeah basically they don't want people to see through the red tape so when i watched the blu-ray cleanup the a lot of people look at the foreground and everything, you know, you're always looking at what's happening in the yeah. front of the screen. But when if you take your eyes off the main action in the front of the screen and start looking at the backgrounds, everything is so uh, perfect. Like, it's so detailed, so clean. So, like, it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, that's, I mean, that I want to watch that now, Especially, that Especially awesome. the scene where they <laughs> dance. Uh, where the Beast and, you know, Belle have their little moment in the ballroom and they have the big dance number or whatever. But with the Blu-ray cleanup, like, the backgrounds are just visually amazing. Yeah. Um, And it was really hard for me to take my eyes off of it and focus back on the movie because I kept wanting to look beyond everything and look in the background. Which which is awesome. And that's, like, I mean, the backgrounds are so well done to the point where at the end of the movie when... uh, the Beast and Gaston are fighting on the top of the Beast's castle. Like, I just feel like the way it's drawn and everything, you feel like you're there with them and you feel, like, frightened that one of them's going to fall off. And it's, like, an animated movie and you shouldn't, like... Because it's not live action, you wouldn't think you'd feel that in suspense, but you do. Like, you feel like, oh, crap, I hope (laughs) neither of them fall. And then uh, that actually leads into another cool detail I've noticed about this movie is when... Uh, Gaston finally falls off of the uh, roof. There's a close-up shot of his face as he's falling, and inside his eyes, there's like little skulls appear because he's about to fall to his death. So that's like this cool little symbolism with these little skulls inside of his eyes, and just like little details like that, I really love. Um, and then lastly, I was just thinking about just the character design in this movie is so good too because. Uh, you look at Belle or Gaston or I can't remember the character, but his little lackey or Belle's dad or like any, okay, LeFou, like any of these characters, you look at them once and the way they're drawn, you can almost tell like their full personality just from like their appearance. And then you have the beast where they did such a good job of making a character who can be really angry, very frightening, but then also become like this lovable character by the end. So I, yeah, I don't know what it was about Beauty and the Beast, but I just had to put it on my list because I just uh, feel you're like just it's a such big, a... You're just a big sap. And... <laughs> For sure. But I feel like it's such a good, like, if you want the Disney animated movie experience, like, this is 
one of those movies where it's like the best version of that yeah. sort of thing. So. Yeah, and the uh, the live action remake with Emma Watson was fantastic. I yeah. don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, yet. I've seen that. I mean, I didn't it was, like it, it was as much, but I did way like better it, yeah. than I was expecting. Yeah, it yeah, for sure. Um, again, I felt like I had seen the movie the whole time, but it was way better <laughs> yeah. than. Um, There's a I weird thought. part with that movie where, so I know like the movie takes place in France, like in old timey France, but then. Emma Watson's talking with a British accent, which seems kind of weird, but then I'm like, well, if she's talking with an American accent, like, that would make it better. So, I don't know. It's just kind of this weird right. third third panel or well, third I also, panel breaking. I also think a lot of us were like, we didn't expect Emma Watson to have any other accent. <laughs> yeah, that's true, Emma too, Watson, yeah. so I don't know. I, think I was just getting so used to seeing her. And... <laughs> yeah, I, I think I was just getting really meta while watching it. I'm like... I mean, how? What accent should they be speaking with right, <laughs> right now? I'm not really sure. So, right. Um, all right. Well, the next movie on my list should should have been a Disney movie, but like I said, if you dig deep enough into Disney uh, lore and history, you'll find out that there was a fallout with some of the animators and writers and stuff like that. And the movie I'm talking about is Anastasia. Okay. Great. Um, have you ever seen this? Yeah, I've seen it. It's it, been a while. It's but... The story of the missing princess, the uh, the Russian princess who you know does, she did, she's been her whole life not knowing she's a princess, and then um, but this is one of those movies again where the animation is like groundbreaking. This is that thing where like people saw this movie and said, "How did Disney not do this?" Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, this is like a really awesome to me or movie to me too, and like. Uh... If you look at, like, Rasputin's, like, the main villain in this movie. Yeah. And if you know his actual history, how, like, when they tried to kill Rasputin in real life, there's, like, seven attempts to, like, kill the guy, and he kept, like, resurrected. Like, you've heard about this story, right? Yeah. Like, he was shot so many times, and they tried to drown him, and they just couldn't kill the guy. And so in the movie, he's kind of like this undead sort of, like, wizard guy, and they captured that, like in just really creative, gruesome ways. Like, I think he has eyes that pop out in the movie and just yeah, kind of stuff like that that I really enjoy. Yeah, there's definitely some gruesome, like, violent stuff in the movie, but this is a story about a girl realizing... This isn't, the st- this isn't like a princess movie where the girl realizes she's a princess and then it's all fun and games. This is the story of a girl real- finding out she's a princess and her life is turned upside down because now her life is threatened because she's a princess. Yeah. And it, it's basically, it's the story of the Lost Princess, but the real Lost Princess. Mm-hmm. So. I also really like, uh, I think the character's Bartok, the bat. Um, yeah. He's just like a really cool character, <laughs> too. Yeah. So, yeah. But again, this should have been a Disney movie. So. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But yeah. Anyway, um, that was mine. Great. So. Great pick. Uh, my next pick, um, I actually talked about this movie on our Chase scene episode, but that's Akira. So, um, this made, is like... This made my short list. Okay, nice. So, this is like a legendary uh, anime movie. Um, it's kind of like started the anime craze for a lot of people back in the 80s. But if you watch it, like, it's a visual masterpiece. Like, there's... I mean, there's almost like... There's hardly any 2D animated movies that kind of kind of compare, like, just in how well the animation is done, how well the backgrounds is done. Um, and the story's the, really intriguing, The in-depth, and, and not just... Not just glazing over the fact how well the backgrounds are done, how in-depth the detail is. Mm-hmm. Some of it's just, it's mind-blowing that, like, the animator, because 2D animation, before we were using computers, you had to draw the picture over and over and over and over and over yeah. again. And seeing some of those pictures from, you know, and Akira's not the only one that's the visual masterpiece like that. Yeah. 
So, but I, I think it's just yeah, it does like stand up there so much. But then also like the storyline of this movie is like really intriguing too. Like it's and the the movie like it centers around kind of like there's a lot of themes in it that can be compared to the kind of um, the bombing of Japan by like right. the U.S. forces at the end of World War II and just kind of like that whole theory, like the whole like nuclear experiment and like Holocaust like looming sort of thing, but kind of in more of a experimenting on like actual people and like giving somebody like these destructive nuclear powers and stuff. The thing is kind of what I'm getting at is the movie is very kind of incomplete because basically what they did is they took this massive comic book series and tried to scrunch it down into two hours or something like that. So there's, you're left with a lot of questions at the end, but it's done in a way that makes you intrigued and you want to find out more. It's not just a, I didn't understand that and you forget it. It's one of those things where it's like, I actually want to dig deeper. So I also yeah. really love that aspect of it too. So Yeah, and everyone loves that bike. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah the motorcycle, <laughs> the coveted motorcycle. Yeah. But, um, and we got to see it again in Ready Player One. That was one of the mm-hmm. pop culture references because that movie was basically like, what's the biggest and best, most popular thing like ever? And let's go like deep cut with it. And then, oh, for of sure. course, you settle on Akira's bike and, mm-hmm. you know. And then, uh, sorry to just throw one other thing in there, is just talking about Aquaman, we were talking about things that's just like you've never seen in a movie before, and like the ending of this movie is definitely one of those things where it's like, well, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before, and it's just like awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, piggybacking on your visually stunning masterpiece anime films, yeah. uh, my next pick is Ghost in the Shell. Okay, so the original. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to say almost the, like, we talked a little bit about Ghost in the Shell because in our uh, episode where we talked about Scarlett Johansson because yeah. she did the live action remake. Um, so I don't have too much this, more to say on the movie. You can go back and really hear my thoughts about that because it's a great movie. Yeah. But in terms of animation, and that's what we're specifically discussing here, um, like Akira, how detailed everything was not yeah. just foreground background everything like the the level of detail there's a really cool scene and i was waiting for it in the live action version and you get to see it because it's all computer animated and a little bit brighter yeah but um in this 2d animation there's a scene where a robot character with i mean so it's a humanoid robot it looks like a human right so it's human hands goes to a keyboard mm-hmm. and the fingers open up yeah, and tinier fingers come out, like these robot, these smaller robot fingers, like three or four of them from each individual finger. So you're, I mean, that's a lot of fingers. Yeah, and it just starts typing on the keyboard like wicked fast. Mm-hmm. To see that done in two D animation is mind blowing in terms of what the animators had to do back then oh, yeah. to now, because that would have been all handled with computers now or back then. It all had to be drawn, yeah. And it blows my mind to think that. And that was one of my that's one of my favorite scenes in the in the originals in the original because I always it, it's the kind of thing where you want to see the sketch work. Oh yeah, how they got that. But then when the live action came out, I'm like, I, ha- I can't wait to see the scene with the fingers. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean that's and it's just a small takeaway. But I like vaguely remember that scene, so I like really need to rewatch Ghost in the Shell. But I do. I think they kind of have a visual nod to that in uh, Justice League, the Justice League movie. I think Cy- when Cyborg goes, yeah, to, I think he's piloting uh, Batman's giant. Yeah, they do thing. a little. Yeah. They do a little little bit of a nod there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, uh, 
kind of a side note. You said you're watching the Ghost in the Shell, like the anime yeah. series right now. How is that compared to the movie? Um, the movie was very in your face for some of the themes. Okay. Um, the anime series is a little more toned down in terms of the in your okay. face. Um, do you th- do you think one's better than the other? Or no, they're about the, of... they're about okay. the same. It's the issue is the content. So the girl, so she. The main character is a robot, but it's a female body. Okay. And she has, like, this, like... It's almost like this chameleon ability to, like, cloak herself to her surroundings. Yeah. So she can kind of become invisible. But she has to be unclothed to do it. So in the anime, in the movie, when she removes her clothes, she's naked. Like, she's a naked woman. Right? So it's full visuals. So I was wondering how they were going to do that with Scarlett Johansson when they did the live-action movie, and it actually translated really well. What they did was really, really smart. Then the um, then when you watch the anime, like the series, they've dumbed that down so it's like not a full removal of clothes. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think they because I think they just assume more people are going to be watching it, mm-hmm. uh, or like a larger audience might watch it, and then you don't know, have parents like whining and moaning about some things where you know the original Ghost in the Shell movie had a specific tone and audience yeah. in mind and a demographic, I guess. I think so. I've heard like a lot of people praise the show a lot. Um, I haven't watched it. Myself, it's a conf- but it's, it's a very uh, confusing series, but if you follow it closely. It all makes sense, and it's not actually confusing at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I guess what I always assumed was, like, the show might be more in-depth story-wise, but I'm assuming you well, can't. So, so she's a robot who it's kind of like a military police force that deals with cyber crimes. Yeah. Where the movie is a very specific epic story, the series is more of, like, the day-to-day yeah. events within the cybercrime division that they're dealing Okay, fair Does enough. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's, I, it's not as gripping of tales, but it's still just as exciting. Okay, fair enough. I just, I guess I was just thinking, like, it's probably more in-depth story-wise, but you can't match the animation of the movie right. you, at you all. you so. can't. So. so, yeah. Yeah. But all right, so what's your pick. next pick? Sorry for the tangent there. No, it's all right. We're, we're getting down to the final <laughs> stages here. So. My uh, my next pick is uh, Titan AE, actually. Nice. So <laughs> I think this movie's awesome, so... Uh, yeah, and we already talked about that. So, <laughs> yeah. did you have anything else to say on it since it um, got this high on your list? That's about uh, that's about all for now. So, all right, very cool. Uh, so we're down to the final picks between the two of us. Yeah. Um, so I have this thing where I can always bring it back to Batman. Uh, so my final pick is Batman: Mask of the Phantom. Okay. I had a feeling you were gonna pick this. Oh. Um, okay. I actually really wanted to rewatch it because I thought you were gonna pick it, but I just didn't have time to. I got but, you. What, yeah. Here's what's funny is I knew it was making my list regardless when you had brought this up. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I ended up rewatching it. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie. So in the not in the early '90s, they had a the Batman the animated series came out. Um, most of us, anyone who's my age. Um, probably watched the series. Uh, it's it's one of the it is hands down probably the best representation of a superhero property. Period. And I mean, yes, it's the foreground that leads to the Superman animated series and the Justice League and all the other DC stuff to follow in terms of animation. But 
this was taking something that no one had ever done to this format before and doing it in a, like it's it's the first animated series to be drawn on it's the first animation ever to be drawn on black paper mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't know that and it's it basically they had to do Batman but they have to do it in the dark right so we can color all the pages black or we could just do everything on black paper and work backwards yeah and they were really smart to do it and it it pays off you can really tell the uh, painstaking efforts they went into this Bruce Tim's artwork even from the opening all the way through the change in animation that happened once they did the Superman series because that's when they changed the yeah. animation a little bit both animation styles are amazing and the level of detail they're able to get into such simplistic designs is amazing yeah um, Batman Mask of the Phantasm specifically people argue that this is the best Batman film period like above all Batman films that ever came out, there's a hand, there's a large like following of people that still claim that this is the greatest Batman film. It is a story of Batman that deals with more than any other film deals with Batman's promise, his vow of this thing happened to me and my parents. I will never let anything like that happen to a person again. Where he knows he's gonna fail a thousand times over. But he will always get back up and he will always continue to keep that vow to keep his promise to his parents that this will never happen again. Um, and the story is about Batman and his vow to his, the vow he makes to be Batman. Um, there's some really great twists and turns. There's some great moments with the Joker, great moments with a brand new villain that, would, that um, is kind of groundbreaking when you see how everything plays out in the story. It's just an amazing, yeah. amazing movie. So... Yeah, I mean, it's been so long since I've seen... Like, I I think I might have been, like, a kid since the last time I saw this, and this is why I really wanted to rewatch it. But in this movie, I do remember, like, that big, like, the new villain and, like, kind of how that plays out, which is awesome. And then um, I do also remember how you were talking about how, like, the death of his parents and, like, Batman's promise is a big part of the movie. Um, and that that's, like, really great. I've... I really love the uh, Bruce Tim art style too, and the Batman the animated series. Like going through the later DC shows are awesome. I think that style of uh, character design, I think, kind of like like Bruce Tim's style forever kind of changed um, American animation because it was like kind of this simple blocky style, but it worked so well with uh, you know, and like it worked so well animating characters and kind of portraying like a comic book style in a simple way that was, like, really fluid, too. So it was just really great. Uh, the, um, the big thing with this movie, the big takeaway that beyond beyond anything that the movie could give me is Kevin Conroy is the voice of Batman in the animated series and in the Batman Mask of the Phantasm, the film. He has been voicing Batman for 20-plus years now. When I read a Batman comic book, that is the voice I hear. Kevin Conroy is my Batman and always will be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can, you know, how do you, what do you think of Affleck or what do you think of Christian Bale or what do you think of, you know, Val Kilmer, or Michael Keaton, whatever. Kevin Conroy is my Batman. Yeah. They all, they are great actors and they all brought great things to the character, but Kevin mm-hmm. Conroy is Batman. Yeah, exactly. And I think that he's a lot of people's Batman. Like I, I've never really thought about it, but I think my version, when I read a Batman comic, like that's my version of his 
of Batman's voice. Like some some sort of a Kevin Connery variation. I guess. So I'm so. playing uh, the Lego DC supervillains on Xbox right now, and Kevin Conroy voices Batman. And you instantly know, and I'm like, oh my god, everything's right with the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's one of those things that you don't even realize. Like, you don't even realize, like, I was missing this from my life. And then you hear that voice, and you're like, okay, right. awesome. I feel like I'm again. Um, right. The only last thing I'd like to say about this movie is, like, I feel like I was in first or second grade when this movie came out. And uh, this movie had a theatrical release. Are you trying to think back I'm on trying that? to do the math on it. Go ahead. I was definitely in grade school, though. But, sure. Uh, this movie had a theatrical release, and it was, uh, like, it was an event. Like, I, this was really popular, at least with people I knew and, like, you think of the DC uh, animated movies now, which are great, but, you know, they're direct-to-DVD, and people watch them, and like I said, they're awesome, but this movie, like, when this came out, this was, like, a first-of-its-kind, like, event thing, and everybody is excited for it, and I just kind of want animated right. superhero films to be back in that place again. So. Yeah, and you never know, we might get it. Yeah, <laughs> sweet. Um, I think that would lead into my last film. Yes, it okay. will. So that is actually Loving Vincent. So I actually talked about this on a previous podcast. Um, This is You know, there's... And it's funny. I'm going to let you go, but there was a short (laughs) film that I really wanted to bring up, but it's not a full-length film. Okay. So I wasn't sure if it counted, but go ahead. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I don't have to... Talk about Loving Vincent. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, So Loving Vincent is a... uh, It's the story about... uh, It's after Vincent Van Gogh's death, and it's a story about a guy who's tasked with delivering Vincent Van Gogh's last letter to his brother. And so the guy has to hunt Vincent Van Gogh's brother down. And uh, on his journeys uh, to find Vincent Van Gogh's brother, he actually gets kind of caught up in the mysteries around Vincent Van Gogh's death. Uh, This movie, the whole thing was uh, painted. Like, every frame of the movie is an oil painting done in the style of Vincent Van Gogh. Um... This was nominated for Best Animated Picture at the Oscars one year. I think it lost to Moana. This movie is awesome. Like To me, it feels like a Best Picture sort of film. There is um, not much more I can say about this movie that you're not already yeah. going to say. Um, but I think that going into the Oscar season, when it's up, when anything's up against a Disney film, it's, yeah. it's, it'd be very weird to not I, win. I you know guess. What I mean? um, like it's like we're we're just in that time period it's, where it's, it's like one it's of those things Disney. where watching this movie, I felt like it should have been nominated for best picture though, and I feel like it was overlooked just because it was animated. Um, I'll also, say this is like a very artsy pick. I almost always like one of my guilty pleasures is I go with a lot of uh, nerdy action sci-fi sort of picks for favorite movies and stuff. This movie got me just as excited as any of the kind of dumb action movies that I love. Like, this is was instantly one of my favorite animated movies. And I don't know if, like, it's at the top of my list, and I don't know if it's just my shiny new toy that I love, but it's just one of these movies <laughs> that I think a lot of people have slept on, and I think a lot of people, like, you deserve to go watch this. Like, treat yourself and watch this, because it is beautiful. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's Absolutely. pretty much all I have to say about great. it. So, yeah. I, I don't know, like, you kind of you kind of put it in such a great way that I don't want to, like, trample on anything. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair so, enough. Um, yes, amazing movie. Um, so I guess it's my turn for a pick for next week. Right. I'm um, really curious, what was the short film you were thinking uh, of? Paperman. 
Oh, okay, that's Did the, you ever uh, see Paper yeah, Man? Is that the it's a Disney or Pixar animated short or Disney I don't know animated. if it was Pixar or okay. if it was Disney. It was one of the two, but it was basically this guy sees this girl like he's on his way to work and he sees this girl and yeah. he it's like love at first sight and then he's going to work and he's sitting at his desk and all he can do is think about this girl he passed on the street and he looks out his window of the office building and he sees her across the street in the opposite office building working in the window and he's like trying to get her attention and eventually he makes a paper airplane and throws it to try and get it into her window and he misses and then he makes another paper airplane and throws it and then he misses and makes another paper airplane and he makes so many paper airplanes and his boss comes around and he tries to hide what he's doing <laughs> and then he's like making these paper airplanes and he's like all bummed out because eventually she closes the window and he's like crap now she can't find me and he and then he leaves to go to like lunch or go home for the day she does the same thing but the paper airplanes this big gust of wind comes and blows the paper airplanes out of the like alleyway that they ended up in and they start like pushing her down the street yeah and she's like trying to get away from them in the paper airplanes it's just <laughs> this gust of wind that's carrying the paper airplanes and they're just like pushing her along and eventually they get to each other like on the subway terminal and it's just it's just that moment yeah. of like, oh, I found you. You know what I mean? It's a very like, it's kind of tear jerky, but it's like, it's a short and I didn't think it counted. Right on. So, yeah, um, but that's a great, like, I love that, uh, that short. It's, it's silent. There's no dialogue. It's all done with music and the visuals and it's, it's a really great tear jerky thing. Like every, it's, everyone should go watch it. It's like what, three, four minutes of your time. Go watch <laughs> Paper Man. It's amazing. Um, it's one of those things too. We might eventually do a short film. Sure. Episode or a uh, short animated film episode would be really cool. Yeah. So because there's plenty of those. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, which I feel like the lists would all be Pixar movies, but that's okay. Not necessarily. Um, <laughs> no, I. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, with that being said, so it's my turn for the pick next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna throw an actor thing at you because I watched Mission Impossible Fallout again. <laughs> okay. Um, I actually rewatched that as well. <laughs> I thought it like this past week. So good. Yeah. So we're gonna do Tom Cruise movies next week. Okay. Um, so I'm just gonna pull an actor out of the hat and we're gonna do some Tom Cruise because he's got some big body of work. I laugh just because I think it's gonna be hard to narrow make, it down. I think narrow it down. Well and that. that's why I chose it because I think we got you know you, you hear things about Tom Cruise in the news or the Scientology stuff. Who cares? The guy makes amazing movies, and that's mm-hmm. the most important part of this conversation is we're talking about things we like. Yeah. So he makes great movies, and I've liked almost every movie he's put out. And um, from what I've heard, anybody who's worked with him says he's an awesome guy. He's, like, the most amazing guy ever. And, you know, so um, he's one actor that I do would like to meet at one point in my life. Um, so with that being said, we're going to do Tom Cruise movies next week. Um, but that brings us to another episode in the can. Uh, so, uh, we have a website, top5report.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at top5report. Uh, if you want to interact with the show, hit us up with an email, uh, top5report at gmail.com. And with most importantly, we're on iTunes. Share us with your friends. Tell us what you think. Send us a top five. Send, send us a top five. <laughs> send us a top five list if you want. But yeah. send us a uh, uh, review. Give us five stars if you think so. But we'd like to hear what we're, how we're doing. Uh, we'll read them on the show if you do. Um, so anyway, um, that's all I have for this week. Anything from you? Um, no? Not much. Great. Uh, so for the Top 5 Report, I'm Drew. I'm Peter. Ryan's just waving.